0: Hello, now welcome to the show. Just before we crack on, I just want to double check. Do you want to get confident on camera, be irresistible to those you're talking to and speak online with confidence and ease? Well, grab my new online course, Calm On Camera, the pre-recorded series now. Over the course of four sessions, we'll be really getting clear on why it is that you're showing up online and how to do it in a way that works for you. So head to amylayton.teachable.com and enter the promo code Presence for 10% off now. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode. Now this week I've been talking to Yasmin Camilla, who is a blogger, an influencer and a business consultant with a focus on authenticity and confidence. And she really believes that being your true self serves you well. So as you can see, there's huge synergy between what she does and what I'm doing around confidence. And so I was absolutely delighted to welcome her onto the podcast. We chat all about her experiences and honestly, I don't think I've had a guest who has been so open and honest and been so amazingly wonderful at sharing such personal stories um, as much as her. So, We discuss her journey with confidence from going through a long-term relationship breakdown to discovering who she is and that idea of getting comfortable with vulnerability, her experiences of going through therapy and doing past negative messages and discovering the power of your own voice. As you may well have guessed, this is a really, really powerful one and I am really excited for you guys to listen to it and also really, really grateful for Yasmin for being so open when recording this. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the latest episode of Irresistible Presence. I've got another wonderful, wonderful guest for you guys today. We have just done an IG Live and we covered everything around confidence and authenticity and showing up for yourself and being who you really are. And I'm really, really excited to continue that conversation on. So today I am chatting to Yasmin Camilla, who is an influencer. She is a body positivity advocate. She is a sustainability seeker and an all round wonderful human being. So hey, Yasmin, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. That was a very nice introduction. (laughs) So nice to chat. Yasmin, I know that is like the official kind of introduction, but would you mind just um, letting us know what you did and letting us know a little bit about you in your own words?
1: Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I'm Yasmin. I uh, live in London. I grew up in London. I'm a single mum to two children who are seven and five. Um, I've been a single parent for a year now. Um, I work as my day job as a project manager for a large retail organization. And then my freelance work incorporates lots of different things, but um, obviously the influencing work, working with brands, um, creating content, but then I also work with small businesses and individuals doing kind of business consultation and uh, social media support and strategy as well. Um, So yeah, lots and lots of different things to keep me busy. But I guess there's probably the underlying theme is um, helping sort of myself and other people um, enjoy what they're doing. That's kind mm-hmm. of like a big theme for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I only work with brands that I really love. I only create content that I feel fits and is right. Um, and sort of I work with businesses that are the same as well as sort of striving for authenticity.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you. So thinking about things that you really love, in which case I've got three quick fire questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I say this to people, people are like, oh, my goodness me. What are you going to ask me? Um, very easy, very simple questions all around the subject of food, because priorities in life. <laughs> so um First question for you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Lunch. Oh, that was straight in. <laughs> Why lunch? Tell me what. I've not had anyone say lunch yet. Go for it. Tell me more. I'm not a morning person, so breakfast
1: is like either I have to or I forget to. Mm-hmm. Uh, dinner is too close to sort of the end of the day, so you're you're limited to time. Um, but lunch, you know, lunch could go on for a long time. And I'm thinking about the social side of it and um, like trying different foods and, you know, it's an enjoyable thing. But yeah, lunch, I feel like there's there's always a potential for lunch to be a bigger thing than just a meal.
0: So are you thinking kind of the French style, like take a couple of hours, <laughs> see what- Chill on a square with a baguette and a bottle of wine.
1: Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. It rarely happens,
0: but
1: <laughs> we,
0: can, we can, but we're eh? <laughs> So okay, so thinking of your lunch then, have you got a preference as to how many courses? You know, you do you tend to go straight into the main meal? Do you tend to do a starter and a and a main or a main and a pud or maybe all three? What's your preference? Um
1: I, I, lunch would probably just be a main meal and that's exactly. it but possibly some like starter to share um, mm. or a, like tapas style like lots of little bits over a course of time so like order a few small plates and share them and then order a few more small plates and share them
0: or <laughs> <laughs> not too heavy because we don't want the, the mid-afternoon slump
1: yeah, exa- yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, okay. I, I never, even with dinner, even if I go out to dinner, I don't really have,
1: I don't really order stuff or dessert. It's all about the main course for me. <laughs> I
0: love that. I love that. Whereas I kind of, I get through the main course and then I am straight to dessert, straight yeah. to that cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, I, don't
1: um, I, grew up. I don't really have a sweet tooth. I don't, <laughs> yeah, no. That's
0: great. That's fair, whereas yeah, in my household, if you put anything sweet in the cupboard, it is gone fairly quickly, fairly quickly. Um, so thinking of your lunch then, final quick fire question. Okay, uh, And you kind of touched on it, but let's think about, you know, expanding on it a little bit more. Um, so with your lunch, you're at a restaurant, you're at your favourite restaurant, wherever that might be, whether that be in France on a square or whether that be, you know, in London somewhere. What would be your go-to order? wow it's really hard. It is uh, tough, isn't it? It is a tough I think I spoke to um someone a few weeks ago and she was straight in there. She was like, mixed grill. I was like, oh
1: <laughs> steak definitely came to mind. Okay. <laughs> that was what was in my head. Um but I haven't had a steak for a very long time, and I'm not really eating that much meat at the moment, so it's weird that it cropped up. But clearly, I think it's having not been to a restaurant for such a long time. I think it—it's um, that idea of yeah, having a really nice steak cooked for me in the way that mm-hmm. I can't quite do. Go with steak, very, very nice.
0: okay? Any any sides? Any sauces? Salad
1: and uh, like yeah, chips. Those three times cooked chips, to be specific. <laughs> um, and then yes, the sauce
0: that's like the um peppercorn sauce. Yeah. I like. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness! This is really making me want steak now, and I'm just saying I'm not eating that much meat at the moment, and practically yeah. Oh, right. Well, apart from this now making me really hungry for a medium rare steak at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start to think about then um this idea of confidence because that's what this is all about and actually it's always it's always really interesting asking those quick fire questions because it is so putting on the spot and you can suddenly see the panic going through people's eyes sometimes um so thinking about confidence to you i know that we we touched on it on the ig live but let's think about it again here what 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 does confidence first of all mean to you?
1: I think for me it's it, it's sort of it's an internal thing you know and it's not I don't kind of underestimate the impact of external things and external validations and feedback and stuff can all obviously absolutely play a part and are relevant um, but it is an, a feeling that you have inside about yourself and your abilities and your place in the world or the circumstance that you're currently in um, or that you want to be in. Um, So yeah, and I think that the the biggest thing I think about when I think about confidence is that you can only really tap into like true confidence and grow your confidence when you're being authentic and being true to yourself and tapping into who you are as a person and how you can show up as yourself in whatever circumstance it is um, and then get the feedback and then get the you know the the sort of happy messages that it's working well and then build your confidence from that mm,
0: mm. and what what has been what has been your journey with it because there were there are so many layers to this as you've kind of just started to touch on what has been your journey with confidence to date um so
1: as a really high level timeline type rundown thing I think Mm. I was quite a confident child naturally I was quite um loud and uh was happy to kind of sing and dance and and as sort of as a quite a young child and then um went to secondary school and had quite a few difficult years in my adolescence for various reasons lots of typical stuff but also some kind of quite traumatic stuff um my, my parents split up and i had a bit mm-hmm. of a horrible situation with a boy um and i was in a school where i was I, i'd been in my primary school was like this really kind of intelligent, like did everything really well, got high grades, and then went to this secondary school where I was like just an average person. And and I was like, oh, I'm not that great. (laughs) Um, You know, and it wasn't kind of, it wasn't kind of ego, it was just sort of like, oh, well, what everything I've been doing isn't good enough anymore. And it was like, well, I don't have any more to give, so how can I, you know, And, and I definitely, for whatever reason, didn't have positive messages around me as a child. I actually had some quite negative messages around my parents um, and my messages around my uh, my work, my schoolwork and that sort of stuff was not necessarily negative, but it was must try harder. Um, and I just think I got to the point where I never really um, sort of, nothing felt good enough, basically. Um, and I then left school when I was 16 I sort of did college part-time and stuff but I met my ex when I was 16 and actually was with him until a year ago so 17 year relationship and sadly um that wasn't a very healthy relationship and there was a lot of um a lot of the similar messages that I got in my childhood repeated in the relationship which is you know common happens if you think that's normal you accept it again as normal not normal. Um, and so within that time, I was very much seeking for external validation in any way I could find it. So I did really well at work, worked really hard, got promotions, got pay rises. Then I had my kids and I wanted to be the best mum I could be and worked really hard at doing that, like really invested. I mean, everybody wants to be the best mum, but I kind of treated it like a job. I read books, I, you know, I, everything I did, I researched it. I didn't just, make a decision um so yeah kind of plowed myself into all of these external things and didn't spend much time thinking about who I was or what made me happy what I could bring to the world what the point of my life was going to be never ever touched on that and it was only about four years ago when that relationship really started to break down um I started on the journey of like who am I which Mm. or whatever is you know and i and i have said to lots of people in many ways i feel like i woke up from a deep sleep and i was still sort of 16
0: 17 Oh, really um,
1: I had to really work on who am i like from scratch
0: <laughs> wow my gosh so how did that how did that feel the waking up from that deep sleep it was
1: really scary in some ways um i you know, there were lots of things like I enjoyed myself, kind of like let loose, had fun as you would when you were like 17, 18. Um, So there were really, there were positives to it. um, But it was really scary. I felt really vulnerable. Um, I felt like, you know, how have I got to this age and I don't know how to do life. And there were some, you know, some obviously dark and tricky moments. But what I did have was um, the, the, the bits of confidence that I had built up during that relationship that was to do with my kids and my work and, um, you know, things that are, and, and my in- Instagram, my influencing stuff started prior to my um, separation and it was my safe space. It was where I could be creative. I could take nice photos and do, and, 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 and speak to people about things I cared about. So, Luckily, I had put, subconsciously, I'd put these little things in place. So I just built on those and used those. And I think something that works on my side is I'm quite a determined person. I don't like to fail, um, which is probably why I was in that relationship for so long, <laughs> even though it wasn't working for me. Um, but I knew, so I had this vulnerability and I felt like a 16, 17, 18-year-old. And I knew there was lots and lots of work to be done. And I basically just went full blown into it um so for me obviously everybody's different for me I got a therapist and I dealt with the relationship breakdown as quickly and um kind of deeply as I could but I also got a life coach and you know I worked on like what do I want to do with my life what decisions do I need to make so I basically had six months of like intensive right this is it wow uh, with the knowledge that this will all change and evolve but actually just kind of we need to like speed things up and catch up a little bit with <laughs> where you actually in, are in life versus where your head is at. Um, so yeah.
0: Wow. That's <laughs> Whoa! What a that must have been quite a roller coaster over six over six months.
1: Yeah, it was. And to be honest, um, it's yeah. I think yesterday is a year since my separation, and uh, it was a tough day. It was a tough day. Like mm. I didn't see it coming. Um I didn't see it coming, but um yeah, I I, imagine, I think I'm still on the tr- on the train, the roller coaster train. Mm-hmm. It's just that I am starting to come to the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, like again, life is different every day. So there will be more roller coasters, but I feel like I am getting to the end of that one. Um and yeah, I mean, I guess I'm lucky in the sense that everybody around me could see the changes in me. Um, And i mean from friends to family, uh, my kids, and then even people like strangers on Instagram would, because I'm very open and honest about my journey, a couple couple of weeks into being separated from my ex, people would say, your eyes look brighter. You look, you know, you look so much happier. And this is, people have no reason to want to say that, but... Um, and I could feel it. I could feel a lightness of, and and it, it was just about getting back to like who I am, what I wanted. Um, it was quite a, you know, it was a negative, toxic and controlling relationship. And I basically allowed myself to become what I thought was needed to try and make that person happy. And it got to the point where there was no part of my life that was about what I wanted or what, or what made me feel good. It was all, um, you know, down to how I cooked certain meals were done in a specific way. So that person didn't have a negative thing to say about it, which is quite crazy when you think about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, it is what it is. It was a top, it was a, you know, unpleasant relationship, but, um, I, Don't regret any of it. I've got two wonderful kids, and it's almost been amazing to be able to condense this kind of confidence journey into a small space. So I can really, really reflect on it and I can see what worked and what didn't work. Whereas for a lot of people, that would be a a bit a longer journey Mm -hmm. um, and harder to sort of pinpoint the changes. Whereas I can really, really see them in the last year.
0: Yeah. And what a difference kind of that must feel so quickly as well. And and then to start having other people, you know, that you you knew, but also you didn't know on your Instagram, yeah. starting to notice that difference so quickly as well.
1: That's, yeah. That
0: is amazing.
1: Yeah. I, so I, I, honest, I, I truly honestly believe that even though I've had bad days and hard days or whatever, everybody has those. In terms of how I have felt... I feel like every single day in the last year, I've felt a little bit happier. Like it's mm. been like a stepping stone growth, and you know, even with the down days, like the, the it's the essence of of how I feel about myself has improved on a daily basis. Even on the days when I just wanted to cry and stay in bed all day, I still mm. felt better about myself than I had done the day before.
0: Wow! Um, wow! Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's that's interesting what you were saying as well. I'm just going to pick up what you just said then even even when you have those down days you you still feel better yeah and i think i'm just thinking when i i i feel like i've kind of been on that slow and steady road to confidence um and kind of discovering what it means for me but it has it is and it has been a very long and slow and steady roller coaster for me um but just for for that statement for you to be able to say actually do you know what I'm having a shit day yeah but I am so much better today than I was yesterday because you know whatever it is that I'm doing or whatever practices I'm putting into place I am I am who I am Yeah. yeah and to I guess I guess to be able to see and feel that journey so quickly, yeah, does just make you realise yeah. that actually, as you say, it is all building blocks and it is stepping stones and it is taking one day at a time.
1: Yeah, and and you cannot underestimate how many um, negative messages you tell yourself. Um, mm. so sometimes for me, it was like finding a positive in the negative. So. On the day, for example, when I wanted to cry and stay in bed all day, I congratulated myself on realising that that's how I felt. I Because, you know, two years ago, I would have said, oh, for goodness sake, Yasmin, pull yourself together. What have you got to be sad about? Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Completely um, gaslight myself into like this, don't be stupid. You're not supposed to be sad. But you do need to validate your own feelings sometimes, and sometimes you need to do it constantly because we're so. Whether it's a relationship or work or you know whatever it is going on, our lives are so busy. There's so much happening, you can lose touch with your feelings, totally or totally, to- or you know it could be totally. And and some people don't realise until their actual body starts to stop working, and that's because they haven't listened to the feelings um that's I guess that's why I kind of say like even on those days when it was you know it it was a really bad day it was a better day because I I was conscious it was a bad day I accepted that it was a bad day I was balanced about the fact that I could have that and that other people do and that it didn't mean I needed to go to the doctor or be sectioned or whatever Mm -hmm. I could have gone to before um and sometimes I made arrangements to be able to lie in bed and cry. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And that's self-care when you're, you know, all of these things were, you know, alien concepts to me. I basically lived my life on the edge, um, people pleasing constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only person I wasn't pleasing was myself. Um, so yeah,
0: yeah. I think that, that idea of checking in with your feelings And actually, yeah, we are told all the time, man up, man up, woman up, crack on with your day, you know, snap out of this feeling, whatever it is, you know, get yourself out of bed, crack on, you'll be okay once you get started. And what you're saying is actually, no, take a a step back. And actually, that is okay to acknowledge that and have that cry and feel a bit shit for a little bit. Yeah. And then you know at least at least you've dealt with those feelings whereas normally we might have seven cups of coffee to try and crack ourselves out of feeling really tired and down or you know it might be that we go and do a hit workout because we're trying to get that rush of endorphins or whatever it is but actually still mentally yeah. we're not necessarily with it or there yeah
1: yeah Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's funny when you say like the hit workout, like a, a lot of the time, because um, I've always been very, um, I've always, I've had, to, I've basically battled with my weight my whole life. And that became harder in my relationship. I remember being three years old and worried about how big I was. Um, but, you know, I would often be upset and sad and having a bad day because of whatever relationship breakdown stuff money but it, for some reason my brain would always take it back to well it's because you're fat <laughs> so it's like what your brain can do when you're feeling like that and you're not listening to your feelings so I'm not listening to I'm having a really bad day because and trying to unpick that because I'm just trying to ignore it my brain just goes well I need to find a reason for that oh okay it must be because you're fat and it's like ha- that's not that's not the reason. And, 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 things sort of like relating to confidence, my confidence about how I look and the clothes that I wear, I'm my biggest I've ever been. And I'd like to lose some weight because for my health, um, I put on loads of weight during the breakup and actually the two years prior to the breakup because they were really tough. But in terms of actually feeling confident in myself and being able to wear things that I want to wear, at the moment is the best it's ever been. Yeah. So all of those, All of those years... When everything went wrong in my life because I was overweight, <laughs> obviously it was nothing to, you know, it was nothing to do with that. But that's just, I kept telling myself, or I'd be happy when I lost some weight or, you know, yeah. like I'll feel confident wearing a dress when I've lost some
0: weight. Oh, <gasps> yay. And <laughs> like buying that dress and being like, yeah. hashtag goals. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, no. No. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And what is, what is so brilliant? Because, um, I can I can see how glowing you are, and actually how um, lit up by all of this, and actually just speaking about this, and how passionate you are around this subject, and and confidence, and authenticity, and honesty, and it is such a breath of fresh air to to really see that passion coming through. Yeah, like it's amazing. It is amazing. Even even from you know behind a screen wherever we are I think we're both London but you know behind a screen that still emulates and that's that's incredible
1: yeah thank you yeah I mean it feels like I really enjoy talking about it I probably need Mm -hmm. to do more I probably need to kind of spend some more time like trying to get my thoughts together because I've got so much to say on it Mm -hmm. um but um, but it, it, even that, you know, like I, I, if, I, if someone had said to me that I would be sitting here in 2020 talking about confidence five years ago, two years ago, ten years ago, I just would have laughed because I I probably could have said that I was like the least. I thought I was like the least confident person, um, and I don't think I was. But I obviously wasn't anywhere near as confident as I am now. Um, but yeah, I just I just I didn't see a way of getting to where I am now and the way that I feel now I didn't Mm. think it was ever going to be possible I thought I would always be the kind of person on the outskirts or the outsider the black sheep um the person at work who doesn't have the right accent you know and that and that and the the person who's become quite successful at work and has got a reasonably senior position but hasn't got a degree there's always like a but
0: Mm. I've
1: let you know let go of all of that now um and that—that's yeah. That's the essence of it for me in terms of being confident. I do my job because I'm good at it and because of who I am. There isn't a. But I haven't got a degree. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I do a good job at it because I'm good. End of.
1: Yeah. And it is. It feels it feels awkward for most people to say those kind of things because we're not taught to. It's not very British to go around saying how amazing we are. It's certainly for women as well. You know, we're not supposed to be talking about how great we are. Mm. Um, You know, there's multiple messages out there in society that stops us from being able to to work on our confidence Mm. um, plus media and everything else. But yeah, there's no buts. You just just say it.
0: yeah <laughs> so you for you to I'm going to use the words ride those waves of when you initially came out of that relationship you said that you got support and you got that life coaching and you had that therapist was there anything that you was there any practice that you established then that you still do now that that helps you along that journey is there anything that you implement on a regular basis to help you
1: Um, yeah, so a couple of things. So I do tend to, I tend to like write, write notes, write things down. So, um, if I find myself having not put myself forward when I think I should have, I'll write it down and then I can see themes. So like, you know, like not having spoken in a meeting or not having, um, gone for an opportunity, um, and then see someone else doing it. So particularly on Instagram, see someone else doing it, who, I think, oh, I definitely could have done as good a job as them. Why didn't I go for it? Um, And then the other thing is sort of getting – I'm constantly pushing myself to get more comfortable with vulnerability. Um, Okay. And it was actually something I was – I did do some relationship counselling with my ex before we split up. And essentially, it was a really massive part of the issue – I, the, 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 the counsellor woman said, in order for any relationship to work, um, both people need to have a level of vulnerability that they're comfortable with and, and and you know have that vulnerability. You need to make yourself vulnerable. And I'm very much a kind of, I think about most things in a really holistic way. So whilst that was a relationship therapist, I believe that you can probably apply that to everything, friendships, relationships, work you need to be putting yourself slightly out of your comfort zone at times. So um, that's the other thing. I just, you know, there's things that I'm, I'm quite a fight or flight. I'm quite a sort of um, off the cuff kind of person. But often I'll go, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. That's not right. That's not what people expect. That's what not what people think that I would say. Um, and then I catch that and say, well, is it what I think? Is it what I want to say? Is it important to me? does it really matter to me? If the answer is a yes, then I, I push through and do it even if it makes me feel vulnerable. Um, some really good examples were I've been running my Instagram account for a couple of years um, when the last general election was happening. Now, I'm not one for telling people how to vote, but I hadn't talked about politics at all on my Instagram, whereas in the background, I've always been very into politics so for the first time I just felt I think I had I remember I had like 17,000 followers at the time and I remember thinking I can't not say something about this which is a really important thing to me if I don't say something about the general election to these potentially 17,000 people I just feel like I would not be doing the right thing so it was important to me and I felt really vulnerable and it's that whole thing obviously you know when Instagram becomes a bit of a job I'll lose followers and, Anyway, I decided to do it and I just did it. And I didn't tell people who to vote for. I just told them what was important to me, i.e. the NHS, and it wasn't all about Brexit. Uh, And I said, please use your vote. That was my message. Just please get out and vote. Um, And I did lose a few hundred followers, but I realised that it was only a few hundred. They were probably people that should have gone anyway or would have gone soon anyway. And then... I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I felt really vulnerable saying that. I did it in a careful way. Um, and in turn, that then gave me the confidence to carry on. And now I often speak about my political views, sometimes very flippantly and sometimes <laughs> and weirdly, particularly recently. And that's fine. And I haven't continued to lose any more followers because actually, naturally, most of my followers are similar to me. Or at least respect my views enough that they'll just scroll on and not be too upset by them. Yeah. So I do think pushing through a discomfort, making yourself vulnerable, will in turn then make you feel more confident because you'll be able to do it next time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess not only being able to do it next time, but also knowing that the people that you're speaking to are... I'm going to use this word. Your tribe, yeah. Like, yeah. As, as cliche as that sounds, like they are the right people to be following you, and you are the right person to be speaking to them. Yeah. So actually, those few hundred followers that you lost.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would have lost them. So oh, what? Up for something else? Yeah. I lost them at some other time, you know.
0: Yeah, and it, I guess it's almost a bit like having to clear out the cupboards a little bit, you know, to make room for for new things and things that are right for you at the time. Yeah. Getting you know, if they've decided not not to follow you anymore, and I guess this goes for for anybody who is sharing anything online, you know, if if people don't agree, then that's fine. They're more than welcome to unfollow. But actually it feels quite empowering, I guess, as you say, and that confidence builds because actually you're like, well, fine, you're not the right people, but actually that's gonna make way for however many more that are really gonna feel empowered. I'm gonna feel empowered speaking to them. I know that they're going to want to listen to me. We're going to be able to engage. We're going to be able to take part in a conversation surrounding this and they're going to accept me and they're going to listen, you know, they're going to put up with me jumping on and saying what I want to say, how I want to say it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And 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 I think that was definitely like a turning point. And since then I've been, I've always been myself. I've never lied, but I've been much more openly me. Um, I'm not afraid to, if someone doesn't like it, I'm just not, I'm just not afraid if someone doesn't like it. Um, and which has stood me in good stead because obviously since the general election, which is got some time ago now, there's been a lot more um, important topics to speak about. And actually I didn't have that vulnerability anymore because I felt confident that I could, would, should speak on those, on those particular topics. So um, obviously the pandemic um, and, you know, you <laughs> know, various rules and things that people were or weren't taking notice of and um and even now you know like um people are talking about you know do you wear a mask or not and you know I feel like whatever my opinion is I'm 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 okay to share that now and I've got some people who will challenge me in my DMs and that's great I think that's brilliant that's you know it's good um but yeah you know it was it was good that I was able to start doing that when I did because there's been a like black lives matter for example has been really important to me recently and I haven't again I you know I unfollowed lots of people at that time and I'm sure some people unfollowed me but it felt like a really good move forward um to get rid of people that didn't align um and yeah that it's just it's grown from from there from being able to say just go out and vote at the last general election it's just built that path of of complete openness about about those kind of matters
0: Mm-hmm. And as you say, is that alignment and kind of energetically what you're putting out there, coming into alignment with the people that that are watching too?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Inevitably, you know, you will always get, or you know, someone, someone in my position with a, with a bit of a following, you will get people message you and say, "Actually, thank you. That was really helpful. I didn't know that, or I haven't had the chance to read up on that. Thanks for that link." And you, you know, I, I, I am helping people on, on everything I speak on there's someone who comes to me and you know or multiple people and say I really appreciated that. that that could be the smallest of things but you know there's always there's always some kind of feedback that that's helped someone or pointed them in the right direction
0: that's amazing that's amazing and for those people to be able to to get in touch and feel like they can get in touch even if it is just to say thank you yeah. um yeah. you know that that personality and that persona and you know it's I guess that that comes back to the idea of community
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. I saw a video actually just yesterday. I shared it on yeah. stories about, you know, it's this guy. I don't know. I really don't know who it is. I'm really bad names. But basically a really short video about um, there's lots and lots of people in the world who are calling themselves influencers right now. But what mm. are you trying to influence people on? You know, mm. and, and, and very quickly becoming bored of these perfect pictures with no personality or substance behind them. Yeah. I... I, I very rarely will I post a picture of a pretty dress and say like it's a dress <laughs> like you know people expect more of me and, and yeah. that's you know there are some accounts that do that really well but yeah um, there's more and more need for people to be to be sharing information sharing knowledge and challenging people um having you know having having conversations in the open um and so that's, yeah, that was a really good, that was really interesting to me. It's like, you know, actually, when you really think about it, what are you actually trying to influence people on? Because if it isn't positive, if it is just give your money to large corporations or buy this, what's the message? What what it, You need to, I want to leave people with something tangible or even if that's like a tiny bit of knowledge or a am going to go and read this or, oh, I found this nice account. I'm trying to leave people with, Positive things that I've given them. Mm. Mm,
0: yeah. What can I? What can I do for the greater good?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It might be really tiny, but you know, it, it's still if everybody did tiny things. Yeah. <laughs> <it
0: ended up. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little, little nice positive actions every day do build up. I guess, like what you were saying in terms of every day feels better yeah, than the other, yeah. and that stepping stone. I guess it's exactly the same. Like jumping on. And sharing small little things that, again, every day accumulate to to this amazing community that you're then building up and this education that you're putting out there and, you know, yeah. this this um, positivity and sharing your experiences and helping other people and then, you know, that comes around and people come in into your DMs and go, that really helps. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. kind of what uh, yeah. goes around comes around, right?
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. Someone
1: once said to me that um, you could actually build a mountain out of rice if you wanted to, which is a bit random, but I always remember it. And that's why I always think of like a lot of these experiences or growth, um, you know, personal growth, personal development. um, It's okay if you're just getting a grain of sand out of it. Like if if it's because yeah, like I, was, like I was saying, every day I felt a little bit better. It was a tiny, tiny bit, but they all got put together in the end and, and you know, made a difference. Um, mm-hmm. So I really have no idea what context the uh, you can build a mountain out of, out of rice was was. But it's an interesting idea that, you know, all the tiny little things and messages and actions matter.
0: I love that. that is a really good analogy and a really great reminder actually that consistency in whatever we're doing is, is so important and that you know that practice of whether it's around confidence whether it's around showing up whether it's around speaking out and getting confident in that whether it's leaning into your vulnerability whatever it is or educating creating communities whatever you know actually those small grains of rice or sand constantly dripping and sprinkling constantly dripping and sprinkling <laughs> you know what I mean but constantly constantly kind of building building up on them and working on them and coming back to that bigger picture of okay well what is it that I'm working on and working for yeah. how do I want to feel actually yeah. it, it just build up that's yeah. fascinating.
1: That yeah. fascinating
0: so with that in mind then Last little question for you, Yasmin, (laughs) because we have covered so much. It has been so incredible to to hear about your journey and your experiences. So genuinely, thank you so much for for sharing that. Um, What is one thing then, knowing everything that you know now and sharing what you've shared, what is one thing that you would tell your younger self now? Um.
1: one thing um (laughs) (coughs) or or a few (laughs) it would just be along the lines of um and I probably wouldn't really know how to say it to myself but just along the lines of like you it's that cliche you're enough um I the reason I'm hesitating is because I know my younger self would have ignored me (laughs) because I just didn't absorb those positive messages when I very rarely got them because I wasn't used to them and I was so used to the negative narrative from external and internal. But yeah, it would just be like, you're enough, you're fine, you're you're good as you are, you're, you know, you're beautiful, you're you're fine. Like I just never felt that any part of me was good enough for such a long time. Such like you know, until really quite recently in my life. So it would be that really um but yeah the hesitation the hesitation was knowing that anywhere between 11 and
0: 26
1: I would have yeah. just ignored me
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think but listen to me actually listen to me as well <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: amazing <laughs> well thank you so much thank you thank you thank you um it has been a gorgeous conversation it has been an absolute delight to talk to you and as i say hear about your journey and hear about your relationship and hear about it from a from a personal side and also hear then how that has started to influence the professional side in in you on instagram and your community and everything that you're building up as well so yeah. thank you so so much it's been wonderful thank you Gosh, What an incredible episode and I am so grateful to Yasmin for being so open and honest and willing to share her journey and her story and I got so much out of it. I had goosebumps recording that so I hope that you guys felt that too. If this resonated with you, if it struck a chord or if it's going to strike a chord with somebody that you feel may well benefit from it, please do like, review and share. It really does help to spread the word and reach more people. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. As ever, if you did enjoy it, please do remember to rate, review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to spread the word. And you can find the show notes for this episode over at amylayton.com. All right, have a great one. Catch you next week.